Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited to have a guest return who is my personal mentor, has been my mediumship mentor since I think November 2021 is when we first ended up connecting all the way from my favorite place in the entire world, Scotland. I am pleased to welcome back Dominic Bogue. How are you, Dominic? I am fabulous, Danielle, and it's wonderful to be back here on podcast. I'm excited for what you have in store today. Yes, absolutely. And so where I wanted to start, because your life just kind of blows me away. Like I've always been a medium who does readings at my kitchen table for years and then eventually explore out into like the online space and did a couple little dems here before the pandemic with 30 people keeping it safe. And here's Dominic just traveling all throughout like Europe and coming over to America in the summer. Like you've been so busy. What have you been up to lately? God, what about, well, tomorrow, believe it or not, is my final show of my tour, uh, Whispers from Heaven. So that has been all over the UK. And so tomorrow is my final show. So I'm excited for that. Uh, but what have I been up to? Well, I have a retreat coming up um, together with Spirit here in Scotland. So we have 60 students flying in from all over the world. So I have that coming up. And I've uh, been, like you said, doing some online stuff, uh, doing my private readings. Uh, and in between all of that, I need to then get ready to, as you said, head over to the pond and start a three months tour in America. Yes, absolutely. So when you are traveling, doing these dems, I know people will be very curious because not everyone is drawn to mediumship to do demonstrations, but like it's just something that you do really naturally and you've always done. So so what is that process for you traveling around, doing big group readings a couple times a week? Yeah, so normally on a year's tour, I sometimes will be doing three or four live events a, a week. And um, whilst I'm doing that, I'm very cautious to then reduce my private readings so that I'm in that space of demonstrating and not in and out. Um, very tiring very lonely, but to see that it fulfills my heart uh, with the amount of people that you can touch. You know, in a demonstration, I always like to say to people, you know, some people will get a hello from their loved one in a demonstration. In a private reading, they get a conversation with their loved ones. So for me, it's like giving them a taste or giving them an opportunity to experience what can be because some people that sit in your audience don't really know much about life after death maybe they've never even seen a medium in real life maybe just television and so it allows me to connect with a wider variety and a wider audience um, of my following and I just love it I really do I just love being able to stand in that space on the stage and just be able to give spirit a voice once again because as much as someone at the back of the, the theatre, maybe getting a direct contact, 
somebody near the front may relate to some of the information or may say, well, if her husband's okay, then I'm sure my husband's okay. So in a sense, you're not touching everyone personally, but as I like to say, collectively, we become one, one heart, one love. So it's, it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful um, evening or, or afternoon of healing people. And I, I just, I just love it, as you can tell. Yes, I can tell. I mean, just even your energy you give off. So do you prefer to do the demonstrations over the private settings? And which one do you find easier for you? Why? It's a really good question. And I need to be very honest with you. I actually, I enjoy both. I, I enjoy both parts of my work. When I'm on tour, you know, I, I love that because I'm going new places. I'm getting to meet new people. And like you said, it's better than just, you know, sitting in your office all the time. Demonstrating across the world internationally to live audiences has really made me grow as a medium with my connection with spirit uh, because you're meeting people from different walks of life. You're meeting people with different nationalities, different cultures, um, different race. There's so much that I learn whilst demonstrating to hundreds of people from different parts of this world. In a private reading, sometimes you are just dealing with one person, aren't you? Demonstrating is fun. For me, it's beautiful and it's an opportunity to touch more people's life for so gently to spread the good word that life is very much eternal. In a private reading, it's very sacred, very emotional. And it's, it's really why I do what I do because within maybe those 45, 50 minutes, you're able to change someone's life, Danielle. And for me, that's very special. And uh, you've heard me say it many times before, if you've had that experience of death and grief, you know how painful it can be. So I feel it's a privilege, a true honor, if I'm able to be in that space and connect those who they're looking to hear from, their loved one, and help them move forward. Whether it's with clarity, peace of mind, or just a little bit of closure, then, you know, job done. So I really do I just love my work. I love what I do. So I need to be honest with you. I, I'd love to pick one over the other, but I really can't. Yeah, they do give very different experiences. I mean, I've only had the pleasure of doing a couple of demonstrations myself. Um, and we're doing one together when you're in Squamish next month. But I am very, very excited. Like you talked about, it does help you develop quite a bit. What I noticed when I went to go do my demonstration versus an online or just like a in-person sitting was the clear audience was very profound for me when I was doing a demonstration versus when I was doing like a private sitting. Do you find that that sphere accesses your different clairs, like depending on if you're working with many people or in person? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm a true believer. I, I never say to, to students about, you know, restricting themselves and what your, your skill is and just, you know, focusing on that. I always say to spirits, use me in whatever capacity you can. Because what we're dealing with is personalities. You know, these personalities have their own traits, whether they were very descriptive and visual when they were alive or they were chatterboxes. They're going to try to communicate with the medium in the same faculty that they used to do. So when you're standing demonstrating, I personally feel that you have so much more energy that has been created for the spirit to come. So if you think about it, if you're in an auditorium of maybe fair to people or 300 people that energy that space has been heightened isn't it so the atmosphere there's a buzz and for me I call that the power for the spirit 
you see. So of course there can be so much more in heightened and clearer. And I'm pretty sure they have a buzz around them as well, being excited to communicate. Whereas in a private reading, it's normally just you and the client. So the medium person needs to create more of that power to be more intimate and get to that spirit. But for me, that's how I, I work, especially, you know, using the clear audience. It's one of my uh, abilities, if you want to say that, is heightened. But every evening I demonstrate, Daniel, will always be different. Sometimes I'll be using clear audience. Then my next spirit communication will be clairvoyance. I try to just have them all working in harmony. But, you know, I say to the spirit world, hey, I'm here. What, what can we do? I love that. And then was there a point where you had to like personally work through some of those nerves, maybe um, overcome impossible expectations? Have you always been just such a clear channel or was there a time where you had to develop some of that personally? Well, to be, and to be honest, you know, and even when you and I work together through your mentorship, I always stress to you, it's a relationship we're building with the spirit. It's not just a one week system. So for me, mediumship doesn't just happen overnight. We, we have to build that relationship and the spirit needs to know how they work for the medium. The medium needs to know how the spirit works with them. And it's continuously evolving, just like a marriage. You know, we have to, we have to make some sacrifices. We have to, you know, come together as one. Was it always plain sailing for me? Absolutely not. And I would be lying if I said it was. And bear in mind, this wasn't what I set out to do either. I certainly didn't want to, to become a medium. But there's many times, especially when uh, the media around me started to build more of a, a, a reputation, if you want to say. So I was carrying that expectation. These people were paying money to come and see me. And what if I could not? That was always in the back of my mind. What if I could not? And then I eventually realized, maybe like after my first year show, going back all those years ago, after my first tour, I realized Spirit didn't let me down once. Spirit had beautiful opportunities to connect with their loved ones. Why would they let me down? I just kept hearing in the back of my mind, maybe it was coming even from my soul, Spirit need us. Spirit need us and all the asks that you show up. So again, all I done was show up and they showed up. So it took me a while to really, you know, Dominic, get out your ego. It's not you that does the work. You just get yourself there, stand up and let it happen. And um, I, I live by the motto that spirit are as desperate to communicate with the medium as the medium is to them. So for me, I just try to, if I show up, I know something magical will happen. If spirit need me and if I show up, it will work. And I just trust that hand in my heart. And it's uh, taken me a while to get there, but yeah, I feel that's, that's where I am. And um, if it works, fabulous. If it doesn't, well, you know, I'll just refund you your money back and apologize. That's all I can do. I can't just away oh, 100 dial a spirit and say, hey, you should add. You know, it's it's just something that we have to build that trust with. Um, but that comes with time, doesn't it? Like everything, whether it's a skill, whether it's a talent, whether it's something you went on to learn, the more you practice and the more you exercise, you become more familiar to it. So for me, when I, I connect with spirit, it, it's really second nature. It's like a way of life now rather than 
all can I can I not? It's challenging, but you eventually get over it, Daniel. You really do. It's just trusting that process. I think that what you just said, like it made me really emotional, it teared me up. And I think that's gonna really support and help a lot of people feel very seen and validated in their path. So thank you for being vulnerable with that. And that was one of the things that was most profound that you said to me early, early, early on, because when we hooked up, I had just left my corporate career. My podcast just started kind of taking off a bit. And then my cat died and I was like in this like deep grief. And I said to you, kind of what you said, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm worried that my reputation has exceeded my skill. And I started feeling the weight of that pressure. And you said to me, whoa, 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 spirit gave you that reputation. And it, whoa, it just like snapped me out of it being about me, making it about me and like really putting it back into the spirit world. And I think that that is often a perspective shift that has helped me continue to get out of that woe is me, 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 me. It's like, what if I don't do this? What if I don't perform? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Spirit, Danielle. My passion, as you know, is to, to nourish already working mediums and help them really go much more deeper in their, their communication. And when you see, them get to a place of, oh, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if I can. Sometimes I will flip it around and say, so what you're doing is doubting the spirit. Don't doubt the spirit, feel the spirit. And you, you see the light start to switch back on because when we take it away from us and we make it about the spirit, we always go, oh, I don't want to let them down. I don't want to let them down. So if we reverse the psychology, it then gets them back into that mode of, yes, spirit can do it. Yes, they can do it. And yes, they will. And before you know it, the contact's flowing. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you then, that is a beautiful perspective, Chef, and, and something I talk myself through sometimes too. And I know that's going to be so helpful for some people. So some common questions that I get asked because I teach on newer mediums. I have my foundations course and you like yep. to teach more advanced mediums. Um, so one of the things that I hear come up in community often is like, oh, they didn't come through clearly to teach me a lesson or, you know, the times where we're not as clear as channels or we kind of like stuff it up. Some people put it into the spirit world as something like we need to experience as like a tough lesson. Do you have a philosophy around that? Do you think that that's just kind of like we're human? It's just like any other career. We have on days and we have like not so on days. But a lot of people put it to the spirit world where I believe much like what you said is like, they have no interest in letting us down. No, definitely not. When we're developing mediumship, I've seen this time and time again. And bear in mind, I had to develop it as well. So spirit, if they came and gave us everything, and it was so perfect and so beautiful. And every little piece of information we received from the spirit was so spot on, so accurate. Would we ever learn? Would we evolve ourselves as a human being and as a medium? Probably no, because then what we would do is think we were perfect. We would then think that we have got to that beautiful place that we don't need to work or polish it anymore. So like I say to people, is spirit will give you everything at first, so much so that it's in your face. And then when you acknowledge it, and when you say to the spirit world, okay, I'm ready to develop, they will take you right back to the very beginning and then it's time to work. And sometimes when you think you're in that beautiful place, maybe after a year of developing, maybe sitting with a tutor or mentor, and then you think, okay, I'm going to step out a little bit. Spirit will change some things just to show you 
there's more to learn, there's more to do. So it's called development for a reason. We hear that word all the time. You are on a journey. A journey isn't just over, is it? A journey can sometimes take many, many months or many years to get to a certain destination. So for me, I always say to the student, allow the spirit to take you by the hand, but extend your hand back to them and just allow the path to unfold wherever it may go. Don't try to look at the destination, focus on a beautiful adventure along the way. So, you know, mediumship is a journey and it's important that we enjoy the journey. It's important to know that you will never, ever be 100% accurate. You'll never be 100%. Even me, with these years of experience, I'll not be 100%, but I'll always strive to be the best that I can be for the spirit. And I think a lot of students, especially when they're first developing, they need to allow themselves to be wrong and not to get it right all the time. Because as I always say in class, well, if you get it perfect all the time, there's nothing I can teach you. So in class, a lot of times spirit will give the student exercises or they will get things slightly wrong or they will show them a new experience so that a teacher who is maybe more advanced can then experience it, you know, acknowledge it and then say to the student, so this is what's happening. This is what that means so that they can then take that on board and evolve with it. Yeah. That's going to be very, very helpful for folks as well. Thank you so, so much. I agree. It can be a humbling path sometimes, but I think that that's good for our character building. I think it's good for our integrity building. You know, who do we stand for in this work? And I think that that those experiences help like really iron all of that out. Um, okay, so as we move along this journey, I'm just kind of curious about like, how old are you now? And like, when did you start doing this? I will be 32 this year. I will be 32 in December. And uh, the last time that you and I connected, we were checking in, you reminded me that I was now doing this, you know, more than half of my life now. Uh, because I started when I, I was 14. That's when I started to develop my, my mediumship. That's when I became aware of the spirit. And then I started working professionally when I was 16. So, yeah, 32. 32 I'll be this year. Yeah, and you've been on it and you still consider yourself after all these years to be continuously developing? Like, do you consider yourself to be very much developing as a student still in this work? Absolutely, absolutely. And I always say to, to Spirit, you know, the moment that I stop learning, what then do I have to offer you? And that, that's, that's something that I think we should all take in and take on board. There is always room for improvement in life, even just as a human being, never mind the medium. So for me, I always want to experience new things. I want the spirit world to continue taking me uh, on this beautiful adventure and just see where it goes. But I try not to get myself wound up of, am I missing something? Is there something more to this? Should I be doing something different? Hey, they're in charge. I just show up, you know? So yes, I will always, I will always develop. I will always stumble. Uh, I may also maybe spit my dummy to out sometimes and get upset or annoyed but they keep me in check and um one thing i i always try to remind myself is whose life have you touched and whose life can you touch next and that's what keeps me going because not that i am the only medium in this world 
But I always say, this person is connecting with me and they're in front of me, whether it's on screen or whether it's in person, they're in front of me for a reason. So I have an opportunity to help change their life. And for me, that's enough. That's all I need. So Spirit can help me keep developing that. And um, I don't know, maybe if they want, they can throw in some new skills. I'm good with that. I'm an open book. Do you find, and I'm just wondering, because we're, we're doing a workshop together next month, two days in Squamish, two full days for advancing mediums. Um, so people who have that foundation, who want to go deeper into their abilities. How do you define or identify the difference between somebody who's just beginning? And then how do you define an advancing medium? And then going off what you were just saying, do you think everyone has the ability of mediumship? Or do you think it's like a select group? Oh, a double question. In order for me, is maybe people who, um, or an individual who has maybe an interest in the spirit world, maybe the spirit has started to show interest in them. So there's an awareness starting to be built, but there is not an education or a foundation that's really solid. So maybe they are just picking up intuitive senses sometimes. Maybe they are seeing clairvoyant images or hearing some snippets, but not really knowing how to bring it all together. So for me, that's someone who needs to be in a circle or have consistent training uh, with a mentor or teacher to build that foundation. Uh, for an advanced medium or someone who's advanced in their development will be someone who is already doing some readings, maybe even demonstrating mediumship in churches or, or their own galleries. Uh, maybe hosting their own events, someone who has a consistency with uh, communication with spirit can maintain that line, knows what they're doing, they're doing, knows the in and outs, but knows that they can go so much deeper. So maybe an advanced media will think, well, I get what I get and it works and it's nice, but I feel there's more. I feel there's more to it. I want to know where to go with it or I want to know what's next in the conversation because sometimes you will see a lot of mediums who maybe demonstrate mediumship but don't do many private readings so when they're demonstrating mediumship they're maybe only spending seven minutes with a contact and then moving into the next person so seven minutes can be very shallow can't it there's so much more that could be unfolded and then maybe they they want to unfold more private readings they want to do more private readings but feel they're not quite comfortable or in that space of turning seven minutes into maybe 45 minutes or, or a one-hour session. So that's why I like to train advanced mediums to show that there's so much more in mediumship rather than just brief pieces of information. You know, I try to say it's not about a message, it's about having a conversation. So going from maybe a seven-minute you know, diluted contact to then being able to go into an explosion of conversation. Um, so I like to try to push and push and show there's so much more, so much more through the communication of spirit. Is everyone got the ability to communicate? Yes, I, I truly believe that everyone does have the ability to communicate with spirit. It's in our DNA, it's in, it's in our soul. But that doesn't mean that everyone is going to be a groundbreaking medium or, you know, the next best thing, whatever that may be. But just having that one contact to a mother who's lost her daughter and be able to give her maybe 
four pieces of information, that is all she needs. That's all you had to do. So in a sense, there's no great thing. There's no uh, minute. There's just a medium. And whatever the spirit can do with you is what will show out. And that's where the difference between someone who is meant to do the mediumship, who is, you know, in their soul plan or in their, their soul journey, that's what they're, they're here to do. That's what they're going to do. And they may just have a stronger connection than maybe someone who just has an interest, mm. you know? But yeah, I do believe just like as now, we as humans all have the opportunity to have communication, whether it's verbal, whether it's sign, we, can, we build a language that allows us to express conversation. Yeah, I love that. And that's when people message me, and I'm sure you get similar messages when you're launching your development programs. And people are like, how do I know if I can do this? I'm like, well, you're interested in it. That yep. is uncommon. Like, it's very uncommon that you would even be aware of mediumship or have an interest in it. And to me, that's a real big sign that you should just get curious and, and pursue it even just a little bit to start and see where it takes you, right? Well, that's like spirit basically just getting your attention, isn't it? You know, I remember when when I first became aware of spirit, I had no idea, Danielle, don't you dare laugh, but I had no idea people could communicate with the dead. I really didn't. And uh, nor did I truly know what death was. Um, but, you know, uh, my father passed away uh, very suddenly when I was 14. And um, a few hours after we had received the news that my dad had passed away, he appeared in my room. He appeared in my room and started to to, to talk to me. And uh, that was the first time I had ever became aware of spirit. And that whole week, weird and wonderful things started to happen to me. I started to see people. I started to see people out on the street, standing in the stores. You know, my, my grandparents would be standing, talking to friends and ignoring the, the husband that then I later find out the husband was dead. So that's why everyone was ignoring him. But I could see him. So that was Spirit's way of saying, hey, Domine, we're here. We're here for me to be like, what's going on? They got my attention and then they took me right to the very beginning. And that's when Spirit introduced me to my, my mentor. And you're very lucky where you live because spiritualism is just so present and i'm sure you have spirituals church and, and development circles on every corner <laughs> you know kind of where you are and i look back at my early years and how much spirit was trying to get my attention for like over a decade and i'm like do to do do to do not for me that's not for me there's no way i could do this and i remember being yeah. 14 around the same age and you know i was so into mediumship i would record all the shows on on VHS tape. When I'm coming home from school, I'd stick the tape player in. I'd watch Sylvia and watch James O'Prague and watch John Edwards. And I was I loved it. And you know, I read all the books in high school. And I could see now, you know, it was 31 before I actually started following the curiosity. But yeah. how spirit was bringing it to my awareness starting at 14, and then every time I had like a big life shift, it would come very present in my life again. And I just didn't clue in that those were like little cues until I was 31 and it was perfect timing. But do you also find that like, I find a lot of people come into this experience either after the death of somebody, after like a huge medical crisis or near death experience, like a lot of people seem to wake up to their most spiritual selves after having an experience that can be quite tragic, to be honest. 
I totally, I totally agree with that. I'm a true believer in divine timing. You know, I've seen many people, especially through, um, as a teacher, people come with this desire, this, this great interest and this hope to, you know, become a medium and they, they will have something beautiful. They will have a beautiful light, but then life happens and they have to then take time out. They have to go and look after the parents or works taken over. So then they go back to the very beginning again. So they, they feel like it's there, but they've just not got the time. And then maybe a few years later, boom, then the timing's right and everything then just falls into place. Um, but I'm a true believer and I've always said this on, on every podcast, every interview, and I've even written it in my book. I'm a true believer until death has truly touched your life, you don't really know what it is to receive then from a medium. You see, um, to have feel, felt that pain, that loss, that grief. And again, like you say, any traumatic experience, whether that be it in a traumatic relationship um, or going through a near-death experience, something triggers the soul, doesn't it, that then it becomes more sensitive, more enheightened. And I guess you could maybe say it's like a shift that happens in the journey of life itself. Absolutely. I think this is going to like awaken a lot of people who are listening into well, this. It's going to reawaken us. <laughs> I know. I mean, I need more conversations like this in my life because it always does take me back. And anytime, because I've been pulled away a few times, like on my path, like when Bender passed and I was in that deep state of grief and, you know, yeah. I had to take a bit of a break when I'm building the school, like had to take a bit of a break, but it always comes back. And it's funny because I'm always drawn to just starting from the beginning, like sit in the power, sense oh. Like just, I love starting over. I'm like, I'm just starting with the basics all over again. And I, it always brings me back. But, you know, Danielle, the, the basics and, and starting at the very beginning, listen, when I see students like come in and maybe they've done it for so many years, they've lost their confidence, something's happened, they need to get back on the bicycle, you know? And I always say to them, why did you start as this journey in the first place? Why did you start this? Feel it in your soul. Remember, remind your heart why you embarked on this journey with the spirit. Because they got your attention, but you had to agree to go on this journey with them. So why? And the conversation will start, well, because I lost my son and this happened. Or, you know, it all comes back to them. And, and then it takes them back to the very beginning. And it's like helping them take that first step again. And that can be very daunting. That can be daunting for anyone. And that's why I love to teach because I, I, I love to nourish people. I just love to take them by the hand. I says to you as well, like when we get together, I'll take you by the hand and you can take me. You know, we, well, I, I like to just, just work it with people. And, and uh, I'm a true believer to, if we could get that organic ability, if we can get that organic ability and just help nourish it, then spirit will do the rest. But yeah. being able to go back to the beginning, back to basics, get rid of all the manufacturing stuff we've maybe seen or had, and just go back to that stillness and listen to that silence and just say to the spirit, I'm here, I'm here again, come with me. And just allow them to take charge. And that's something that we all struggle to remember is Spirits in the driver's seat. We're just a passenger. Absolutely. So beautiful. I know 
A couple more questions for you before we wrap up, but you touched on this a little bit earlier, um, about five minutes ago, where you work with certain people. I know I've been that person for you too, where, you know, I need help. I need to, to remember like why I'm doing this, like keep going forward. And there is a lot of wounding that comes up in this space with mediumships who are mediums who are developing and like building their confidence where it's like, what's enough? Like, when am I good enough? Like, when is it enough information? When is it enough evidence? When it, when is it enough to consider myself to be a working medium or, you know, this enoughness comes up so much on this path. You have any kind of inspiration around that? Everyone's going to be completely different. Everyone's going to be completely different. The one thing we always have to do is be realistic. You know, see, for me, I always look at my mediumship by saying, well, if I was receiving this quality of information, would I be happy with that? Would that be enough for me if I was the sitter? But I also look at, well, is it generic information? Is it emotional information? Is it practical information? But most importantly, what I try to, to, to look at is who am I truly working for? I'm trying to please Dominic by giving fabulous evidential information or am I trying to heal the client am I trying to heal the spirit and that's where I've got now Danielle I've, I've really pushed my ego to the side um, and yes everyone's got an ego even I myself and I had to keep it in check but I've now got to this place of mediumship is not a treasure hunt mediumship should not be fact after fact after that's boring that's empty there's nothing in it we have to get to this beautiful place of just feeling like client, medium, and the spirit have became one. So whether it's being able to give just beautiful information, but maybe one golden nugget that helps that client forward another day, that's enough. Whether it's you being able to get that closeness to be able to say, I am aware of this man here, and I do believe this man to be your brother, Yes, it's my brother. If you don't get anything else that's boom, 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 but you're able to allow him to have a voice, that's enough. You know, ask yourself as a medium, what would be enough for you? What is going to convince you? And like I said, it's not a fact-finding mission. It's a beautiful opportunity that we can allow spirit to have a voice once again. And when you get to that place of, knowing what you're doing and knowing that relationship with spirit between you and then the world's your oyster the yeah. world's your oyster it can go into so many depths so many layers i know he's your brother because he shows me you're growing up together you were in the same school in class your mom tried to dress you the same even though you weren't twins and he shows me at birthdays when it's his birthday, you always got a little cake as well because you always felt like that. Not looking for information, letting the information that's already there trickle through. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'd always say to my clients, everything I see, everything I hear, and everything I feel, I will relay back to you. I'm not going to try to understand your reading. I'm just going to try to deliver it in the best way that I possibly can. And something could be so generic to me but could mean the world to the client. So who am I to say, what smelly socks? Nah, that, that sounds boring. 
that sounds more in the bond because smelly socks may be so surreal and so evidential that that's all they needed in that moment. So for me, it's more about the conversation. But what if I then, Danielle, was to say to you, the job of the media, what truly is it? It's not to go on a fact-finding mission. It's not trying to go boom, 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 boom with all this information that may fit or may not fit. But what if I was just to say to allow the spirit to use the medium to touch the client's soul once more? Mm, yeah. You know, so what is enough? Who knows? But if it's enough for that client to leave your room with a smile on their face and a spring in their step, must have been enough for them that day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that's something I've I've gotten my students to do before is like, you get to decide what enough is. If you're like measuring yourself against some impossible stick, you have to figure out what that is. So what's enough for you, right? And get them to make their own measuring stick or else we're just like chasing a ghost of some perceived standard that's not even real out there because everything's so edited now, like on tv and even podcasts it's like i did that in my advanced mediumship i had everyone um create a five-minute highlight reel of one reading and like they all sound phenomenal <laughs> you know what i mean i think that that's something for people to look at and something you touched on that i've been dying to ask you as well is you know where do you stand on the balance between evidence and messages and when you're helping develop um other mediums a lot of people really really focus like evidence 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 i know different teachers i've had in the past have said evidence is the message so like kind of forego messages but where do you stand on the balance in a session between evidence and messages well for me we, we need to have a beautiful balance. We, we have to have something. But if we were to, to, to think about, well, what is evidence and what is the purpose of the evidence? Well, the evidence for the medium is to give validation that this is who we are communicating with. So if I'm claiming to communicate with someone's husband, well, I need some form of evidence that's going to convince the wife that wow, holy cow, that is my husband. But does that mean that through the whole one-hour reading that I need to sit and try to convince her with a hundred statements as her husband? Nah. And again, a lot of evidence that I see mediums focusing on is in the pretense, your husband was a fireman. He loved working with people. He was known in the community because of his work. He had two brothers. He was a loving man. Yeah, that, that may be very true, but that only proves he existed. Doesn't prove that he's still alive. So when we get to a beautiful place, they listen, maybe when I start a private reading, I will become aware of the spirit and I would introduce the spirit to my client. I'm aware of this man. He makes me feel he's your husband. I know he was maybe a fireman or worked in the emergency services. And I know that he was loved very much within a community. And I know he had two brothers. Does this sound like your husband? Yes, it does. Perfect. And you come, buddy. We've got. So then what I start to do is, what is your conversation? What would you like to talk about? Your husband brings my attention about you nursed him through cancer. He talks about. So rather than me going looking, 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 looking. I'm letting him have a conversation. But I've been working with Spirit now to say, your husband then 
is talking to me about you buying a new dining table and you were sitting at it just yesterday with coffee. He tells me you were using his coffee mug. Would this be true? Absolutely. And that shows proof the evidence that this is who I'm communicating with brings in the faculty that the mind and the physical body is all intangible, that the spirit now has its clear thought, but it also shows they walk with us here in the present moment, what has gone on life since your past, because that's where we then have proof of life after death. So for me, through a conversation, there'll be a magnitude of messages. It shouldn't just be at the end of 15 minutes going, okay, what's your message, mister? He loves you. And he's yeah. much better now. And you don't need to worry about them. That's boring. That's absolutely boring. Spirit, I always say to my students, and I say it to my live shows as well, Spirit, don't show up to say I'm alive. They show up to say so much more. And for me, if I see a medium who is just, he was a fireman, he had two brothers, he was a loving man, he liked the joke, he was, you know, very humble, and he liked fast cars. Boring, boring. Right, okay, I know who you're talking about. What next? What about it? Show me that his intelligence lives on because that's what spiritualists preach is that the intelligence lives on. So why is the spirit still talking about pretense and the light? What's lip? Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I love that. I think that that is absolutely phenomenal. And that brings me to kind of what we're going to be teaching about, which I'm really excited about is you have this process you have these teachings called evidential mediumship simplified is that am i saying that exactly correct okay absolutely look at me go okay so what we're doing together in the two days in squamish and there's going to be an online opportunity as well on the monday a three-hour workshop on dominic's process of evidential mediumship simplified one i love that title because i do think that you know, I feel like when we first open up, it's like easy because we don't know what to expect and everything's a surprise. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. And then we tend to overcomplicate it and we tend to make it difficult for ourselves with overthinking, over expecting things. And so I'm really excited myself to like learn more about your process of evidential mediumship simplified. But you want to talk a little bit more about it and like what we're going to be expecting here in Squamish and like what we're going to be expecting online as well. Absolutely. So the way that I, I've been looking at mediumship, especially as a, as a tutor, is we all have an organic ability. So if the medium is really there, then we should be able to nourish that and unfold that. And unfortunately, mediumship has become so commercialized and you start to see so many people trying to, you know, work like other mediums of saw or, or trying to um, work it in a way that maybe they have seen or been taught before. And I just want to strip it all back. And take it back to the beginning and think about why am I doing this in the first place? What was going on with my mediumship in the first place? And then nourish it. And I use a foundation, just exactly like I said, and maybe like the five minutes of my, my first private, private reading, I will use five minutes of that 60 minutes to introduce the spirit. So I use foundations, I use processes, and I try to show, well, do it this way. How about this? That doesn't work for you. Try it that way. So I try to nourish people with one-on-one, let's make it simple. Let's take it back to basics, make it simple, show you how that simpleness 
can actually be so powerful. You see, very simple, something that I hear lots of mediums say that's so frustrating is, I believe your husband worked with his hands. Seriously? Well, you know, if he worked with his hands, what did he do with his hands? You know, so I I show the student, well, that's, that's okay and that's good. But what are you going to do about that piece of information? What is he trying to talk about? That's, as I see he worked with his hands, I see a paintbrush. I feel he was a painter. Yes, he did. He painted buildings, signs on buildings. Yes, he did. So rather than just saying he worked with hands, we've been able to take it further and further that actually becomes evidential and may have a purpose to be talking about it. So there's lots of things that you and I will be, you know, sharing. But most importantly, Daniel, what I will be sharing um, when we're together at Spirit School is everything I know. So I will be hitting the the students with all my tutorial, all my knowledge, all my secret little things that I use and how I work as a medium. But one thing I promise is I want to make your mediumship a lot more simple. Yes. And I can test, like, that's what come when I opened up my school. You're the first person I reached out to. You're the first mediumship teacher to come. I'm like, Dominic, I need you to come teach because you are the best mentor I've ever had. And you have taught me so many techniques. And that's what come like a lot of mediumship teachers don't teach techniques, but you do teach techniques. And they have worked for me in deepening my evidence, going down deeper into layers. I give you credit for everything I ever teach this yours, just so you know. <laughs> I'm like, Dominic. <laughs> Dominic. Yeah, I'm always singing your praises and you're a phenomenal teacher. So Spirit School, July 29th and 30th is our two-day workshop on Evidential Mediumship Simplified. Dominic and me will be teaching together everything that we know for two days. And I know that this is going to propel people equal to months, if not years in development um, by having two full days with powerful mediums together. We're doing a demonstration together for, we have up to 100 people who can come in Squamish at the Brew Pub on the Friday. And then on the Monday, for people who can't make it out to Squamish, we have a three-hour online workshop on Evidential Mediumship Simplified that you can register for as well. What are you looking forward to most coming out here? I mean, you teach all the time all over the world, but this is your first time in the West Coast, isn't it? So it's not my first um, experience in Canada. That's going to be good. Um, I'm looking forward to actually just getting a switch from you, to be honest, and uh, being able to come and um, see you stand in your own light. You know, all the, the hard work put in through your mentorship, being able to come and just be a proud teacher, um, like a proud parent and say, you go girl, you stand in your own power because, you know, I've, I've mentored a lot of students and uh, not all have been through the hardship that you have of the dedication and, you know, raising your family and sacrificing all the, the, the things that you have to create such a beautiful space for people to come. So I'm looking forward to, to to spending time with you. But of course, I'm looking forward to being able to teach um, these students so that they can go out there and, and spread the good word and, you know, maybe cross someone's life that needed that validation from their loved ones that they are still around. So, you know me, plain and simple old Dominic. Yes, I, I love everything about you, Dominic. There's no shade I can throw your way. And my hope is that this becomes wildly successful in an annual event and something that people can look forward to each year. Just like, I'm going to spirit school. I'm going to go learn from Dominic and Danielle. And I know that, you know, we have really good synergy together and we always have really great conversations. And I just adore the pants off of you. And I know that you adore me too. You've been so kind to me over the years. And yeah, I'm looking forward to um, co-teaching together. So thank you for being here on the podcast. Thank you for- 
Yeah. And then just know that in the show notes, um, for everyone who's listening, I'll have Dominic's website. I'll have his social handles. I actually found you through Sandra Champlain. We don't die radio. Um, I love that podcast as well. And that's how I discovered you. And I messaged you right away. I was like, Dominic, you're the one. I need you. And like felt connected ever since then. And I'm so glad for that. So if you look up Dominic in the podcast sphere, you're going to find tons of great interviews as well. And hopefully we'll see you in Squamish or on Spirit School Online. And if not this year in the future, but please do go check out Dominic and his amazing body of work. And thank you, Dominic. If you want to take us home with any last thoughts or comments. Daniel, thank you so much. Uh, but this is a, a, an absolute unique opportunity to come and just develop under humble and uh, beautiful souls uh, including myself but you know come and let's just see where the spirit take you on an adventure and who knows it may be the beginning of something so beautiful thank you did you know that spirit school is not just a podcast it's an actual school if you go to myspiritschool.com you can invest in self-study courses live programs and of course the spirit school collective my baby my monthly membership community all spirit school offerings are intended to get you feeling clear confident and connected to your spiritual path your development journey and of course connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you i hope to see you in spirit school